So my name is Zach with Realize the Market, and you're tuned in to the Think Realize the Market podcast. Our goal is to connect with entrepreneurs by providing a platform to help others through their experiences. Today, we're coming to you live from the Dallas Small Business Expo with a very special guest, Mazay Dillon. Yes, sir. With uh, Dillon Morgan Consulting. How's it going? Doing fantastic. I'm glad to be here, Zach. Yeah, happy, happy to see you here as well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, so Zach, thank you. And I'm super excited about this opportunity. Never been on a podcast before. Wow. So I hope I'm a natural today. Yeah. Um, so I run a consulting practice called Dylan Morgan Consulting. Okay. The idea is to drive process transformation. So if you think about every business they want to sell they want to make money right but mm -hmm. what's the biggest challenge small business owners they can deliver but haven't really thought through how to drive efficiencies through that process so more than likely I, I, I've seen a client bring in half a million dollars but walk away with 30,000 in profit Wow. So you tell me what happened. Well, it goes back to the process. So we created something called the Virtual X. And the Virtual X is a service and it partners side by side with that business. Mm -hmm. And first we start by assessing the operations. What do we look at? People, process, tools, mm -hmm. governance, customer experience. These are the five elements of successful operations anywhere. Wow. Now, if you can work through your process, people, and you can actually support it with good governance structures, metrics. Mm -hmm. You're killing it, yeah, right. right? And so we've we've seen results time after time where we go into uh, to support a business. They've set up, they're making money in revenue, but they're losing money. When it comes in the front door, out through the back, just never right. had the chance to get a business uh, their business operations fully established. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so essentially. You come in and, and would you technically help with the P&L process and like SOPs? Is, is that kind of what it boils down to is kind of diving into both sections? Pretty much. Uh, so the SOPs are, are kind of fun, funny in a sense, right? Yeah. Meaning we're, we're not even talking about such strict process. Here mm -hmm. we're talking about process definition. Right. How, do we, how do we actually go down, go through the defining the most efficient process? After mm -hmm. you get through that, yes, you can document it and say mm -hmm. this is kind of how we're going to right. proceed, right? Then you can kind of make it your your, your kind of formal SOP. But yeah. most most of them are kind of just delivering, right? And right. What, what are we? Americans, we're doers. This yeah. is a culture of getting stuff done. Yeah. Yep. And But now, how do we get it done right? Right. It's the question. Yeah. So are there any specific type of businesses that uh, you find uh, maybe have the most shortfalls whenever it comes to their processes? Is there a particular industry you see that, that happening in more commonly than not? I think the easiest businesses that are out there are service businesses. Super mm -hmm. low investment. Anyone can start a service business. Anyone can you know go to Walmart and pick up cleaning supplies and make a cleaning company. Right. Uh, go to Home Depot, buy a lawnmower and make a landscaping company. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful that we can do that. The challenge comes, and this is kind of the, the larger scale of businesses, a ton of businesses like this, right? Mm -hmm. Low investment, um, but high. they can hire really easy and grow mm -hmm. these companies. So service business, I would say, is at the top of the companies or the industry that's losing the most, wow. right? Because they have to hire more people. Now, mm -hmm. what happens with that leader, they get overwhelmed 
um, they're managing pretty much everything. Yeah. They end up managing everything because processes were never fully established. Yep. Operations, they more than likely never had the experience of setting up an operation structure. I totally agree. And, and you know, the, it, it really takes me back to, uh, to something that I, you know, repeat often within our own business and our own practices. And it's something for myself personally that, uh, you know, as a CEO and a founder and being able to provide for my team, one of the biggest things that I've looked at and keep repeating to myself is record yourself doing it once and you'll never have to do it again. That's it. Right. And so so in that process, most people want to just do as you were saying, but don't go back and review and then record the process that worked the best. That's it. So so in a, in a scenario where, where we see that. Would you would you recommend for people to do that in ways of, let's say, hiring like virtual assistants or, you know, just any virtual help? Because in, in a fast paced world that we're in right now, we have a lot of virtual help. Right. There, there's a lot of uh, out based and consulting business or I'm sorry, uh, contracting businesses that will come in and help your business without hiring full time. So, right. so would you think a, a process like this, you know, recordings and SOPs and stuff, do you think that would help somebody in that scenario? So. My background is quite strange, you okay. would say. So my background, um, a certified Lean Six Sigma black belt, right? Okay. So our specialty would go through, a, you've seen it in manufacturing, you've seen it, because uh -huh. manufacturing, what are you looking at? You're looking at process, because yeah. that much you know, mm -hmm. of a deviation in the process will cost you millions, right? right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is actually the, the focus of this particular company. And my consultants and the groups that we're hiring and the people that we're hiring have strengths in process improvement and process design. And so they're not your regular MBAs who have kind of, hey, you know, I've studied business. That's great, but can you optimize business? Right. And have you been around data to where you can actually build the story, find inefficiencies and, and you know, and work through that, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we don't necessarily, I mean, yes, we're visionaries, but we, we're a bunch of doers, mm -hmm. bunch of doers who don't mind rolling their sleeves, mm -hmm. you know, and getting uh, to the nitty gritty. I'll mm -hmm. give you an example. I have a client now who has a diesel shop. Okay. They have a diesel shop. Mm -hmm. Never in a million years would a diesel shop think about getting to the nitty gritty yeah. on process right but mm -hmm. now we've gotten to that place and guess what they're soaring they're getting stuff done they're wow, finishing yeah. work faster than ever before yeah, gotta love it right mm -hmm. and so can you do it virtually yes uh would you require kind of meeting that client from time to time yes but i do believe this is the new model of consulting mm -hmm. because it used to be you pay somebody a ton of money like you're saying uh and they would come in and fix some stuff but now we offering a virtual X. What's a virtual X? We give you a fraction of time. Mm -hmm. It could be an hour a week, but that hour a week, we've gone through built dashboards. We've, we're walking, we're working with you to build metrics on performance and kind of setting that governance and kind of holding that team accountable to deliver right. excellence mm -hmm. through and through. So it takes time, but yeah. over time, it, it's almost like you hired an, a, super expensive COO, right? Yeah. For pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love it. So, so would you, what, 
what is one thing that they that most business owners, everybody that's watching and listening, what what's one uh, problem area that you see often that just that just sticks out more? Is it the P and L? Is it the is it the cogs? Like, what's the number one thing that just always sticks out every time? Like every time you go into a business, you're like, I'm gonna look right here because I know there's something probably gonna be wrong. I think it's simpler. Um, 90% of the time, I would say, you find a small business owner, they're self-employed. Yeah. And and they're self-employed, don't want to admit it. They yes. they look at their their pay, their financials and they get excited. Look, I made a million dollars. Yeah. But you didn't even pay yourself last year. Yeah. Right? And so this is this is so common that you find business owners and technically are not business owners are self-employed and they can't work themselves out of that business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because what they haven't set up processes mm-hmm. so that they can actually take a step back mm-hmm. and that company can run yeah and yep. so they become the bottleneck of their own yep. company so most business owners are the bottleneck uh-huh. yeah and, and, and in that scenario too you you know if you if you're a one-man show and you book yourself to where you have no time in the day you don't have time to build those processes anymore. So now you have to bite the bullet and scale back. That's and right. You, and you have to you have to let go yeah, of business. Right. So you now have time to be able to build Spot the processes on. for you. Yeah. Spot and, on. Yeah. and we've had to do that ourselves. That's the only reason why I speak to that and can attest is because that's something that we've had to do. We've had to pull back, readjust, and then scale. And that readjustment to that scale was three, four X further than what there we were go. whenever we pulled back. Spot on. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. You call up small business owner, anyone listening to this mm-hmm. right now, ask them, hey, when's the last time you told somebody, hey, sorry, I can't take that job. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so many people are like, hey, sorry, I can't take that job. Sorry, mm-hmm. I can't take that job. And why? They just don't have the bandwidth. They don't mm-hmm. have the people to deliver it. They're overwhelmed. They're overbooked. That should tell you something. Yeah, yep. and you can get burnt out so quickly when you try to wear every hat of the business. And once you start delegating and opening your time up is when you start to realize how um, how controlled by the business you, you really were, I think. So what what are your opinions on, uh, on delegation? Well, th- you actually hit on something that I was just thinking about. You're, you're spot on. I've, you've kind of thought, heard and thought about this whole, we're in a huge wealth transfer mm-hmm. kind of period, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so just this year alone, I was just thinking about this. I know two companies that have been around 20 years that are shut, shutting down. Wow. Wow. Shutting cool. down. Yeah. Now, watch this. The owners of these companies were self-employed for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Now they're creeping up in age. They're getting to a place where... They can't really afford running these companies, right. right? Never had the process, never could build the process nor delegate. You can't delegate. I mean, in order to delegate yourself mm-hmm. without process, literally somebody's just going to follow you through yep. and you can say, hey, go do that. Yeah. Hey, that's great. But you're still passing inefficiency mm-hmm. from person A to person B. Yep. That inefficiency costs you your profit margins. Now you're paying somebody else and you're losing money. And you can't, you can't scale that way either. That's right. Because if you don't have any processes documented to help train new people coming into the business because you're relying on them to follow and learn your every move, you, you can never push past that barrier of, okay, now I've got so much business, I need to hire as quickly as possible, but I just can't do that. That's right. That's right. It's, it's, it's actually impossible to hire. I met a I met a business owner uh, a few weeks ago, and he was like, I can't seem to find the right people. (laughs) I said, okay, well, let's talk about it. Let's see what's happening. 
And the more we discuss, the more you realize this is not an area that he's looked at in terms of people management, right? right? And the process to onboard, how do you actually get people to see a career in what you do? There could be a career in landscaping. You could have a career in housekeeping, Mm -hmm. right? You just have to see how do you grow and how do you give people, how do you actually build that competence model Mm -hmm. where people can grow with that business? So in terms of a small business owner, do you recommend maybe doing some like health checkups on your processes every now and again? Like how how do you keep your processes in a healthy position and and how do you audit them to ensure that they're staying as optimized as that they could be? You're spot on. So I'm glad you asked that. So this is, uh, you go take a look at this. Uh, You go to www.thevirtualx.com. So the whole idea is after we bring we onboard a client we build a dashboard for them for their performance and the way we look at this we like to compare it to a stool Mm -hmm. right and so if you think about a stool we're all sitting on a stool right now Mm -hmm. the bolts that hold our stool together Mm -hmm. is your governance model Mm -hmm. right i don't care how nice and strong looking your your stool is your chair Mm -hmm. is you don't put those bolts on there any time that thing comes apart, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what happens is once you build that, once you build that governance model, and you have metrics, mm-hmm. now we look at process metrics, we benchmark, mm-hmm. and now we're giving these clients, hey, for this process across the industry, it takes everyone three days. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been taking you seven, mm-hmm. right? For if everyone across the industry, it takes three hours. Mm-hmm. Well, it's taking you eight. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now we say, what does everyone in the industry actually do, right? right? If you're doing better than everyone in the industry, then that's great. We celebrate if you're delivering the same quality. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, then we have to go back to the drawing board and say, hey, we really need to look at this process so we can at least beat the the industry. Because you Mm -hmm. can't charge above market prices unless you're delivering something amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep either efficiency or out you know output you know either time efficiency or just just brute force of, of results right that's right so so for time efficiency and results i mean those are the two best things and if you can accomplish both of them wow now you're really winning that's right yeah, that's yeah. And, right. and that's and then that's the point where you would step into you know marketing and sales you know most people just skip the process part mm-hmm. and they just go directly into market and we see it time and time again being a marketing agency where businesses will come to us and they say hey we're ready and we're like hold on now let's slow down let's let's really take a look at this because yes we're in a business of making money but we're not in the business of taking money right and so we want to make sure that people are being helped in the best way possible before we can just move forward with them so i love the fact that you're diving into that because we see it time and time again right over and over where businesses think that they're at a position of scale when in reality they don't even have a foundation to stand on and that's right and that that forces us to take a look at processes as well so i'm curious what what does success look like uh for your clients in terms of metrics and things like that what do you what do you define as success well it really depends on the industry right i'll give you an example you got some industries at the end of the day they shoot for 30 percent margins right Mm -hmm. meaning you know, based on their market price and the expenses they have to spend to deliver that work, they can only make about 30% margins. You go and drive more and more efficiencies, you may get 40, Mm -hmm. right? But you can't, again, you're not trying to knock out 
uh, you're not trying to knock out your clients by overcharging them either, yeah. right? So you have to find new models and uh, different things uh, that you can do um, to to deliver within within reason. Right? right. That's that's what I consider success. I believe if you can make profits, mm-hmm. that's success. If you can scale, that's even better. Absolutely. Right. If you can have ten and twenty and thirty of you know that same company now you franchise and you're going everywhere that's pretty amazing that's something we can deliver as well so if if i felt like i was experiencing some bottlenecks right now in my processes where would you recommend me taking a look at first i'll definitely say we have to measure Mm -hmm. right so i I wouldn't uh i i wouldn't throw you anywhere until we actually measured and saw you know your process and naturally as you start measuring and mapping your process and you put you put a different mind to it as you read it here's here's the biggest challenge we always have um, we define the process so we have to do it this way it's almost it's that whole like that's how we do it type of mindset yeah <laughs> and so and so we have to put on a different a different uh, hat on so we can understand wait does this still make sense to do, to do this? Mm-hmm. Why do we do this? You have to ask yourself those those type of questions if you really want to understand process. I, I love that you said that because that was the thought I had earlier. Is how, how do you handle somebody who might be executing a process in one, one particular way thinking that this is the best way to do it when in reality it might not be the best, best way? So how do you tell somebody that hey, your process might be working now, but it can improve, and here's why I believe that. Right, and I think I think it just goes back to data, right? Um, mm-hmm. Are they making money? Are they losing money from mm-hmm. that process? Are they upsetting customers? Because customer experience is a huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're constantly losing clients and you're not focused on your experience management, there's a, this is a great incentive for business owners to open their eyes. Right. And you ask them, how many repeat customers do you actually have? And oh, by the way, this is a service that you can do again. Why didn't you get this call? Mm-hmm. Now somebody starts to say, oh snap, well, how about we do this? Why don't we um, run ex- experience metrics, right? Why don't we reach out to that customer, send them a brief uh, survey uh, and say, okay, how do they believe this service went and yeah. would they buy from you again? Mm-hmm. Now here's, I mean, a net promoter score is pretty scary for people, yeah. right? And when they actually see that that customer is not very pleased, it's an eye opener. And I think everyone should have a net promoter score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking with um, one of our partners a few, probably about a month ago about a net promoter score and how the company that he works with is always extremely high. And what are your recommendations for keeping a net promoter score high? Or how how would a business even get started to figure out what their net promoter score is? Right, so I wanna wanna take a step back because I've seen net promoter scores be a bit tricky, right? Uh Depending on when you measured it along the process. Uh, I'll give you an example. I had a a person I was speaking with that was in the medical industry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, They took a survey immediately after the person left the hospital. Mm -hmm. Get it? always a high score mm-hmm. they found relief you were sick you were hurting yeah. they <laughs> left the hospital oh that was amazing yeah. thank better. you you Five guys stars. did amazing right yeah you know unless you really did bad I yeah mean, right 
it's pretty hard to mess that one up, right? right? <laughs> uh, and it was kind of an urgent care type of facility. They didn't have like, you know, the beds and all of that, right? Because once you have the beds and different types of setup, I get it. People have different expectations and mm -hmm. expectations kind of drive that experience as well. Mm -hmm. But if you're kind of an urgent care, just going in, giving someone relief and they're coming out, yeah. it's like, oh, it was great. But here's where it fell apart. They, they scored, it was great. Uh, people went home, they ordered their medication, then they had problems. Oh, then no. they took the score again. Uh, Guess what that was like? Well, every time I try to call you, no one answered. No one can help me when I, you, you get it? Mm -hmm. So in reality, the process wasn't really great. It was that, it was that the experience the client had is of a relief. Mm -hmm. I mean, that kind of swept it under the rug. How often do you notice, is, is that a common thing that you notice across businesses where they might kind of live in almost this delusion that their processes are, are on point and their customer experience is great, when in reality, you know, it might just be for a small period of time because they were able to solve the problem quickly. Right. But, you know, later on down the line, if that service just isn't lining up, you know. It could be, it could be, it could be. I think the biggest thing is you have to keep measuring, you have to keep honest conversations. I think one of the biggest challenges I've seen, I, I, wrote, I wrote a brief article around this, is you know, your business, yes, your business is a brand, right? But it's not necessarily you. You get to work for that company. And so what happens with many small business owners is there is a personal, um, Thing that happens there mm -hmm. and you got to be able to take your emotions out of it for a second and take a look and say wait is this customer really satisfied mm -hmm. because if you're self-employed and you're the one delivering it mm -hmm. what naturally happens is you take the side of the person delivering yeah well you're not happy well that's because get it go look at some Google reviews when you see a customer go up and complain watch the business's response mm -hmm. Many small business owners will be like, well, that's because you did yeah. this and you yeah, did right. that and you did that. And you're like, wait, yeah. what happened? Well, they couldn't pull themselves out. Mm -hmm. So you have to be willing to pull yourself out and look again at your business performance and say, well, did we do the best that we could do as a business? Did we serve this business right? I think, too, that comes along with understanding that you, you might not know everything. So asking questions right. is one surefire way to know that if your ideas are, are effective or not. And if right. people aren't asking the right questions at the right times, they might never get those answers. That's right, you're spot on. They have to be willing to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And vulnerability in business is quite scary. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So at, at what point um, would somebody be ready to hire somebody like you for your consulting service? It's, it's, that's a great question. Um, I've had from a person that was just getting started mm -hmm. and they wanted to know how do I build a process to actually have something that would stand and I've had someone that was going really really well and they're like hey I actually I need to prepare to scale and start some franchises and other branches mm -hmm. so I've had the the scale from maybe I would say 50,000 200,000 half a million plus right mm -hmm. of course we have different prices too because we realize that a person's just getting started can't is super nervous about hiring a management consultant right? right oh this is scary no actually we have we go as low as 500 bucks a month oh, wow. we have a very personalized 
I mean, again, we still build the dashboards for them, but we just give them less time. We can only engage with them so many hours in a month. But um, the, on the other side, you're running and you're seeing more revenue and you say, okay, actually I need more of your time, then we actually have, it goes, it goes higher. We have different packages of that. Understood. That makes sense. So, so I guess in, in, so let's flip the coin. So on, on your side, so what is the best way that you have found to retain your customers? What's the retention and the advocacy that you add in? What's your sauce that you like to throw in on the back end? Because you're having other companies do this. What is something that you guys do uh, within your own business to keep, because you said on a monthly basis, right? $500, you know, starting, and then month two, month three, month four, you know, a year, three years, five years. What What is that minimum time frame or the maximum time frame a business stays with you? And if they stay long, how do you do that? How do you keep them around? I will say this, I haven't, what I normally see is as the company comes in and they're focused on growth, they're super excited about like, hey, I want you to uh, uh, be my COO. And I'm like, wait, we're going to grow and we're going to hire people for those roles at your yeah. company. Right. And we take a different perspective. You see, as the yeah. company grows, they don't necessarily need us as a virtual ex, but they may need us to do process training. They may need us to come back and do leadership development. They may need us to, okay, let's do a strategy session where we focus on knocking something particular down. Dillard Morgan Consulting is a wider company, but the Virtual X is very, very specific to the small business owner. Why? Because a small business owner doesn't have this type of support to them, right? But, I mean, again, we've supported larger companies um, and we've supported, you know, kind of growing companies that are getting started at the same time. Yeah, I love that. And, and it, the, the cool part about it is working with new companies is they don't have much time to mess up, right? They, di they didn't have a lot of time to, to build it all wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And then you gotta say, hey, okay, let's forget everything you did know and not think about that anymore and let's think about this new stuff, right? Catching them at that early age, mm -hmm. it, it, it's almost like they don't have to re, they don't have to renovate, right? They don't have to t tear down their walls and you know rebuild everything up. And so in that, in that structure, it really puts them ahead of the curve, right? Because right. instead of being like, oh, well, I'll wait, Right, I'll wait you know, a year, let's see if I can do it myself. Well, if you do it yourself, you're building your house yourself, you build it wrong, now we gotta tear down your house, now we gotta, so that's gonna cost more money, that's gonna cost more time, right? So you would recommend that a business as soon as possible get started with improving their processes even if they're just you know, on day one. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the biggest challenges people have, uh, you still have to do a change management, right? There's mm -hmm. the, the back end of making any change is taking people through that journey. Right. The smaller the company, uh, the better chances you are walking them through that. The yep. more people sure. you have, you're having a ton of personalities, yep. you have a ton of, uh, you also have fear. People mm -hmm. are sitting going, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen to my job? What's gonna happen next? And so I would say as they're getting started, and the smaller the smaller they are, it does become it's a lot easier for their the colleagues and the people in that company to understand. Okay, we're making this change because, and you walk them through. This is why we're making this change. This is the value it's going to give our our company. Now here you have a company of a hundred people. It's a lot harder. You get to a company that has a thousand people, ten thousand people. Change becomes you have to run a whole project just on change management alone. Yep. Forget the actual change you were doing, yep. but to take people through yeah. the cycle of change. Yep. Which I, I was curious how you handle that. Uh, 
communication with so many people when it comes to changing processes like that. Absolutely. You you have to communication is is key. Change management is key. Again, uh, at any given point in time, there there's so many so many things here. You have trust, mm-hmm. right? And so I've been uh, I've been uh, one day uh, I, I may write a book on this, right? Mm-hmm. On what happens in change. So you look at AdCard as the AdCard model for change management. It, you know, it's. Um, and the whole idea, right? It's kind of raising the awareness, building the desire, mm-hmm. giving the knowledge, the ability, and then reinforcing that. So you're taking people through a cycle of change, right? That's great. There are other other things that people do at the same time. Mm-hmm. And through that, you're communicating the entire time. But the, 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 the nuance behind it is change management becomes harder when people don't trust their leadership. Mm-hmm. And so when the smaller the group is, there's a great chance that there's a closer relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's, you know, there's a great chance you have a closer relationship. The larger yeah. it is, there's a great chance that the relationships are not as close unless right. that leader really worked on kind of building a small company mindset, mm-hmm. meaning small, a family type of mm-hmm. mindset. Now you get some of those family type uh, uh, businesses or people who work together that way you may also have success in that but it just depends on the company culture mm-hmm. right change yeah. management company culture they go together and culture always wins mm-hmm. if you have a bad culture it's harder to do stuff yeah. you're incredibly well versed in um you know areas of communication and process management and all of this how, how did you get to where you are today in this area all right so I kind of got dropped right into the most amazing journey of my life. So I would say I came out of college 11 years ago, uh, got hired by a huge telco company, $25 billion organization with, it had probably 140,000 employees. And I got dropped into a management process and improvement management type of role. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I went to school for. I studied computer engineering. But when I got there, it was like, hey, we need this. And I started as an analyst and then started building uh, decks to show performance. But then when I got to these boards to present our performance, it was, why is that? Mm-hmm. Why? You? And I was like, oh, snap, I'm yeah. not ready. <laughs> so yeah. I took out, I started bothering a a, a lady that was to coach me and she was mm-hmm. a lean six sigma black belt she founded a black belt at this organization the black belt practice kind of the confidence at this organization and so she led it and i begged her to coach me and she coached me and eventually i went through the lean six sigma yellow belt lean six sigma black belt uh training went through a certification program wow. i took a pmp a project management professional uh training and certification i took kind of a change management uh um, professionals training and certification and all these have done they've equipped me to be able to execute at a wider a wider space right mm-hmm. and so through this organization I got to work in literally every function wow. from people to procurement to um, you name it right? right and so that gave me a lot of background so when I when it came time to branch out and do this on my own it really gave me a lot of uh, support. It really gave me a lot of things I can look back to and say, "Hey, I'm thankful for that, for that role there." Love it. That's, that's awesome, man. That's that's so cool. It's always good to see that uh, that that 
that backbone of where we all come from, right? People want to know our story, right? Yes. They, they do well. They do well. So, so we, uh, you know, we are wrapping it up here. So, as we as we move on, and and all of the viewers and listeners, uh, what is what is the best way that they can contact you? Is it by phone? Is it by email? Uh, URL? What's the best way? Drop right. it. Drop it in. No, nah, thank you. All right, here we go. No. Um, so you can check out. Uh, dylanmorgan.com this is the consulting firm okay www.dylanmorgan.com d-i-l-l-o-n-m-o-r-g-a-n.com okay. now the virtual x for the small business owner is simply that www.v-t-h-e-v-virtualx.com mm-hmm. okay. and when you go to the virtual x the first thing you're going to get is an assessment the first thing you're going to get is an assessment you go in and you're assessing the operations against people process, tools, governance, and customer experience. It's gonna give you about a 20 page report of wow. each of these areas and kind of the gaps that we were able to figure out just from that assessment. What that's gonna do, after that, we're gonna give you a free 30 minute consultation. You just gotta go over your report and the gaps that you have mm-hmm. and see how we can help you work through that. The assessment's a hundred bucks, it's on there, but it's definitely worth it because it's, it saves you a ton of money and time. If you don't want to work with us, it gives you a report on what to do, meaning you you know the recommendations of areas that you can go work on. It's great for a small business owner for sure. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Guys, I think we thank had a very so great much. conversation. Yeah, you're, yes, sir. You're incredibly professional. Mize Dillon with Dillon Morgan Consulting. Yes. Uh, go check him out at thevirtualx.com. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day and make some incredible connections. Thanks, guys. This was amazing. Thank you. Until next time, thinkers. Thank you all.